You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 146. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I'm joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roshan Warner, at Roro. Wahoo. I got, I, got, I, I got no rant. I got no rant. I'm sorry. I was waiting for it. Why not? <laughs> I, that's I all I asked to... for. <laughs> <laughs> Christian's got something to say though. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Uh wait, who's this Christian person you're talking about? The host of Large Popcorn <laughs> and Video Essayist Christian Macias at ISO Christian. Swipe right. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and one half of the Meningitch podcast, Gage Dempster, is not with us this evening, but we will be missing him as always. But Guys, thank you to everyone joining us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN. You'll find us there, twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN, and Twitter at Podcast PXN. Guys, the topic of the show this week is some Sony news, which includes God of War, Ragnarok. So, But first, the show always start with the PXN News of the Week, except it's Quick Bites. I lied. Uh, No, no, before Quick Bites. Okay, okay. Did nobody like my tweet? Nobody liked uh, I Call Her Kratos, the way she gripping my Ragnarok till it's coming? I liked it in the sense that I I hearted it, but I like it. Your reply, that got me. (laughs) That was a a good one. (laughs) Oh, man. That was good. We should have named the, the... Found a way to incorporate that into the title of this episode. We sure. should have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christian baited me into this episode title just so he could write that I, tweet. I did not. I had no ulterior motive. Uh, all right, guys. Let's jump into the quick bites here. Uh, our first quick bite is, as always, just a very positive quick bite here. No, I'm kidding. It's not positive at all. Return to Monkey Island creator Ron Gilbert is no longer posting about the game. Um, due to online abuse, uh, he says, I'm shutting down comments. People are just being mean, and, I ha- and I'm having to delete personal attack comments. It's an amazing game, and everyone on the team is very proud of it. Play it or don't play it, but don't ruin it for everyone else. I won't be posting any more about the game. The joy of sharing has been driven from me. Absolutely terrible. Like... It- even if you don't like something, we've had this conversation about other things before. If you don't like something, don't just go out and disparage developers and, you know, go at them and send all these personal attacks towards them. That's not okay. And there's no reason for it. Like, you're allowed to disagree about certain things with the game. I know some people were upset about the art style with this game. Perfectly fine to voice those comments and say, hey, I'm not a huge fan of this art style. I'm a little disappointed in that. But like to go out and attack this guy who who's probably worked his butt off as well as the other developers on that team, that's that's not okay. Yeah, and uh you make a good point about like constructive criticism is, is like I think people usually even want to hear things like that. They want to hear feedback, right? So that you know if they if they want to adjust, if they can adjust, they can do so, right? Things can always improve, but like abuse, like there's never a place for it. And and it's it feels like it's a, a specific gamer thing where you know, unquote fans, people online on Twitter, sure, it's a vocal minority, but like it's still, um, 
there's a lot of harassment online is what i'm trying to say and uh, it feels like it's, it happens a lot in video games which i don't understand why like just relax they're just video games like yes there are pieces we can talk about them further we can have constructive thought about it but abuse what are you doing reminds me of the you know god of war cory barlock was getting or the whole santa monica team was getting a lot of uh freaking dip, dick pics sent to them which is like what do you that is not okay don't do that that is harassment stop yeah yeah, I, I think that's a, a story later. So I'm gonna I'll talk about that separate abuse later. But yeah, for for this one, it's like there's been examples of this in I, I could, the only thing that I could think of is like Nintendo games with uh, Legend of Zelda Win- Link's Link's Awakening, like how that style was pretty different to the original, and how people were upset about that. And it's like just don't play it. Like you don't have to play it. You don't have to shove out $70 for this. And I can, I can think of a couple of franchises where I may be upset if they were to do a remake and change the art style about it. I, I don't have any affiliation or connection to a return of monkey Island. So the art style change doesn't do anything for me, but I wouldn't just like <laughs> send abuse to somebody just because they changed the art style for a game that I liked, especially when the game that you like still exists. I don't understand why people can't, wrap their head around this like the thing that you love still exists this is just a new version of that thing yeah it doesn't change anything about the original one um but yeah i hate that he feels that he has to stop sharing uh uh the game's progress with fans who are excited for this because i'm sure there are many so it sucks that the the abuse kind of got got to him so i I hope he comes back eventually and shares some stuff but yeah this is never okay and i Mm -hmm. yeah it's upsetting to see that it happens so often. Yes. Well said. Well said. Uh, moving on to a little bit of a bright spot, guys. EA has now announced that they are allowing signups to play test the next skate game. Uh, this was very interesting, of course, because this game has been wanted by fans for so long. Christian's praising EA right now. Uh, but yeah. The only time I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> But I think this is very cool. Like the the you know progress that they're sharing with this game, they've been very open and like transparent throughout the process of the game thus far. Like when they started development, they're like, okay, yep, we're starting development, and then now they're giving us a little bit of an insight here. And obviously, it's crazy to see an EA trailer have like just it's like polygons. Like you know, obviously the game's still in development, so like. It's very like rough character builds and stuff like that. But like, it's super cool to see that transparency of like, hey, this is where we're at in the game right now. We want to get your guys's hands on this now so that we can actually use your feedback in meaningful ways to change the game um, before it comes out. So I think that's really, really cool what they're doing here. Absolutely. And I signed up. Signed up. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, like, I feel like other games should do this. Like, I, I think this this method would benefit so many other games. Like, you know, one example is Halo Infinite, because there's many things that the hardcore Halo fans are upset about um, that, mm. you know, they've had to make categorical changes to the way the game is uh, set up for customization and all of that, that I feel like that would have been a non-issue if they had shared those things ahead of time and worked alongside the community throughout the development cycle. So. I think that would be an interesting thing for developers to look at um, in the future, um, doing it that way. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I mean, imagine if Call of Duty launched with like some kind of, you know, the Warzone 2.0 launching with a private kind of uh, sign up for an early access alpha, right? 
play test that for you know two weekends that'd be crazy absolutely uh guys speaking of halo infinite we have halo infinite news here halo infinite's co-op campaign uh the online portion has gotten flighting details um so very exciting that we're finally getting flighting it's supposed to start uh the week of july 11th which is next week um there's been some very good progress from this. They gave a lot of details on it, uh, but at a high level, I think it's really cool that they're allowing you to um, keep your save no matter where you're at. So for instance, if you're playing with multiple players in the same lobby, everyone progresses through the story. So everyone gets, you know, if you complete a campaign mission, everyone gets that campaign mission completed. There's so many games right now that don't have that. And it just irritates the crap out of me when I play co-op with people and it doesn't progress your game. So very cool that, um, it does that. Some people have been upset, uh, about the, um, essentially it has like a tether system. So you can't go a thousand feet, uh, apart from one another, um, which is not meters. A thousand feet. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's 300 meters, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Yes. I think that's what it translates to. Uh, but yeah, you, you can not deviate from that distance, which I know Gage was one pe- person that was, he said it was, he was upset about that, which I understand it's an open world game. So it is a little disappointing to not be able to have the freedom to do whatever you want. But with what I would come back with is, is like, you're playing a, a game cooperatively. Like, why would you not want to play together? Like if you want to play, you know, seven miles away, what, why wouldn't you just play solo at that point in my head? That's just how I think of it. But um, obviously other people online were upset about having that thousand feet tether. Um, Even if it it does, you know, harken back to Halo CE, which had something very similar. If you got too far away from a player, it would teleport you back to the group of players. So I don't know, a little bit of a, I guess, nitpick there, but very excited to finally get co-op campaign. I'm I'm like somewhere in the middle, like, as a non-Halo player, like I can see both sides, and I, I go to like uh, Elden Ring uh, multiplayer, which is if you think you know a thousand feet is bad, like play Elden Ring multiplayer where it's like you can only summon in specific areas if you have not beaten the boss yet. You know, so it's like it's very limited. I mean, it's very fun in Elden Ring. I love multiplayer in that, but like a thousand feet seems. I think if it were like fifteen hundred, that'd be a bit better, a bit more like having a bit more of that like generosity at the end of the spectrum just so you can have a little bit of more freedom but sure. i don't know and that's who's to say like they don't improve that later on who knows but i mean it seems it seems fine it seems okay i think you said it in a tweet or in a message saying that you can tackle the biggest um fortress outpost. or what outpost yeah yes. um two players can uh, take that on on opposite ends and still have breathing room so like that's it seems like it's pretty big it's yep. it's okay uh also, on the back of that, uh, there's news just today, actually, that Joseph Staten tweeted this out. I'm happy to confirm Halo veteran Paul Bertone has joined this team as studio technical design director. Uh, he goes on to say Paul and him met in 1999 back in Bungie's Chicago days before they moved to Seattle uh, and then shipped Halo 1 through 3, ODST, and Reach together. I'm thrilled to have Paul lead the future of Halo Infinite. Um, this is pretty huge because Paul Bertone was one of the like main guys back in the day, obviously with Joe Satan. Uh, it's been said that, you know, Jason Jones, the studio head of Bungie, uh, um, Joseph Staten, 
uh, Paul Bertone and Marcus Leto were kind of the four pillars that made the original trilogy so, you know, incredible. So it's very cool to see uh, him reunite with Joe here at 343 and hopefully get things back in order with, uh, with Halo Infinite's ongoing, ongoing development. Moving. I cannot speak to any of this. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's exciting, though. Original Bungie dev. Anywho. Moving on, Sucker Punch says no infamous or Sly Cooper games are in development. This is not going to cause any hostility here in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Sucker Punch has said there's no games in development right now. While we'd never say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now there is no infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. Dan, you have this in quick bites, so I, I will say um, we should save this conversation for an actual, like, elongated topic of the show where is like should older games come back in it like we can we can phrase this however we want um i don't know what, I do, you think, what do you think about that sure yeah yeah bro nice. i remember or, yeah i'm down for that i remember you guys you sp- said specifically platformers and i think that's like an even in- more interesting conversation than just like any old game but Either way, I'm down for that conversation for sure. But I think yeah, yeah. We, we could talk about this for like 15, 20 minutes easily. Yeah. <laughs> I will respond and say that this makes total sense at Soccer Bunch. Um, if, it, if there are like two teams, let's just say there are two teams at Soccer Bunch. One is working on the multiplayer component of Ghost of Tsushima yeah. uh, that they just had. Uh, Legends, I think it was called, mm-hmm. right? They're working on the next, probably the next iteration of that or, or some kind of DLC to what that is. Maybe they're like interested in doing some kind of ongoing multiplayer. Seems like that's the case for a lot of Sony multiplayer or Sony Sony Studios. And of course, the the core team is probably working on on a sequel since Ghost sold so well. Yep. They're having a movie now is critically acclaimed, and so that, that makes sense that they're not working on anything else because they probably don't want to make anything else right now. So sad on my end because you know uh, both Sly rocks and Infamous I think rocks as well. Those games are not mid, Hugo. Uh, but it makes total sense that they're, they're focusing on Ghost. Absolutely. Definitely. Apparently, there was supposed to be a Sly Cooper animated movie. I remember when that trailer came out freaking oh. 10 years ago at this point. It never came out. Probably around the time the Splinter Cell movie posters came out, and then that Possibly. never happened. Possibly. Tom Hardy was supposed to be Sam Fisher. Wow. Yeah. Really? Look at him now. Yes. Look at him now. Venom. Yeah, <laughs> Venom. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. If any, <laughs> if you had to pick one video game studio to work on a Morbius game, who would it be? Oh god, Sucker Punch is it, right. It's got to be Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I, I maybe this is an easy answer, but I would say an Insomniac yeah. just uh, for that sure. traversal. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Or okay, or. Now, this is going to be a crazy one. Idos Montreal for them to actually make a good story, a good story. out of it instead of a shit story. Damn. <laughs> Sorry. Damn. I apologize. They made Guardians of the Galaxy game, which had a great, great writing. That was, that was good. That was yes, a good game. Very much. Uh, guys, moving on. Some legacy Xbox 360 and PS3 gen Ubisoft games are losing their online support. Oh. Uh, these games include popular ones here, which I'm a little upset about. 
Uh, but anyways, <laughs> Anno 2070 for on PC, uh, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Driver San Francisco, Far Cry 3, Ghost Recon, Future Soldier, uh, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, Rayman Legends, Silent Hunter 5, Space Junkie, Splinter Cell Blacklist, Zombie U. What the oh, heck? Zombie U. What? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. They're they're older games, you know. That's fair. I think the weird part is though, like Ghost Recon Future Soldier, Ubisoft came out and was like, "Yeah, if you want to play the single player campaign, you have to play uh, with your console in offline mode because apparently it doesn't. The single player campaign for Future Soldier doesn't work with them shutting down these online services if it's online, which is weird. But um. And also, Splinter Cell Blacklist, that's the last Splinter Cell we've gotten. So they're shutting down the only Splinter Cell game that we have access to. Yeah, but like it's an Xbox 360 PS3 era game. Who's actually playing that? I mean, Glenn. Glenn's a great example. He actually has played it very recently with Gage, I believe. Well, sorry to the you know, <laughs> two dozen of you playing it. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Just give us a new one, okay? I agree. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Games Done Quick 2022 has raised $3.01 million for various charities, which I will read out here in just one second as I click through here. Um, it is already brought in. Wait a minute. Where am I at here? I've lost my. Here we go. Uh, they began their philanthropic uh, mission in 2010, including Doctor Without Borders, Prevent Cancer Foundation, Malalala Fund, Organization for Autism Research and Care. Um, so I thought this was a really cool story that freaking $3.01 million. Good job, gamers. We did it. We doing work. Finally, we did something good. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> good news story I, for once. I saw uh, not this exactly, but something similar where games industry was doing something good with, uh, I think we maybe we talked about it last week. I'm not sure, but the Humble Bundle. Uh, mm-hmm. donating towards uh, abortion uh, efforts and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. Yes, um, It's like $10, I think, still. I think yeah, still. Crazy amount of games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. And and I, I recently, not recently, but speedrunning is really interesting. Like, watching that, like, it's insane. <laughs> the the absolute skills that some of these uh, players have, it's it's insane. So it's, it's entertaining to watch, but it's awesome that they're getting those people to help uh, worthy cause. Absolutely. Uh, Glenn says in the chat about blacklist. You take that back, Christian. <laughs> it's too late. I already said it. I'm sorry. Uh, Glenn. All right, take it back. I'm sorry. I hope you're having, you're having fun for the next few. Glenn's one of our biggest supporters. Now he's putting angry emojis in the chat. Jeez, listen. You can blame me. I'm on my bullshit today. <laughs> I can confirm that. Uh, Moving back into some sadder news here. Uh, Following the passing of famous Minecraft YouTuber Technoblade, Mohang has updated the launcher to pay tribute to him and his fans. Um, It's kind of crazy. I did I very I knew very little about this guy, but like once I clicked into his videos because I was curious um, if I knew him, I actually knew him from one of his videos that he did. Um, And yeah, it it was crazy uh, just seeing like how uh, 
cancer just affects someone like that so quickly you don't you just don't realize how quickly they could be gone and um very sad and cancer sucks and terrible um but it, it's very cool that mohang has uh put in a little tribute for him um into the launcher for the game so uh yeah rest in peace like now i saw two um one where they had a you know a, a picture like they they added some art of the pig with the crown and then i saw today they added a like splash screen um with the text it says technoblade never dies so i thought that was awesome, awesome. for them to do because uh, that video um that his dad posted after yeah. he had passed away was a real gut wrencher it was very I sad could not watch that i yeah that was i can finish it but good for for mojang for you know that's a, a nice move very uh very well done. Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately for me, I did watch it, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it was very sad. Uh, I'm gonna do some homework here because it is a Swedish company, and we have to figure out how to pronounce. Because I thought it was Mojang. I think you're right. I think I oh. mispronounced it just now. Mojang. Yeah, it's a Y. Mojang. 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 Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I just always say Mojang because it has a J, but you're right. It is Mojang. <laughs> Yeah, we apologize, Mo, Mo Yang. Apologies. apologies. I almost screwed it Look up. Saying... Learning <laughs> together. Yes, very much, very much. Guys, a Nintendo fan has bought forty thousand dollars in stock just to ask Nintendo why they won't make a new F Zero game. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious because it's like. What's your first way of getting in contact with Nintendo to try to get through to them? And it's buying $40,000 in stock, apparently. Yep. They don't have the Nintendo Power Magazine. You can't write to them anymore. So <laughs> we've, we've resorted to some pretty drastic measures. But yeah, this is, this, I don't know if this is awesome, but if you have the money, do with, do with it as you please, I guess. And uh, this is how I wanted to spend his money. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it helps, though. <laughs> but <laughs> now he has stock in Nintendo. Moving on, guys. Uh, this one comes way of Gage. He sent it in our chat, so shout out. Thanks, Gage. Uh, a new and improved online co-op mod for Skyrim is dropping this week. It allows eight-player co-op. What? Uh, it's coming actually um, July 8th, which is Friday. Um, it allows eight players to play together with more or less everything in the game synced up, quests, the contents of chess, audio, and subtitled dialogue, and much more are fully synced between players' games, and P even PvP can be enabled if wanted. That is really, really cool. Uh, modders just continue to amaze me. Yeah. I was, I was originally going to be a hater and be like, hey, why don't we all play some new games, you know? Not some 10-year-old <laughs> game. But uh, this is legit rad. Like, if, if people are this into Skyrim, playing it with other people, like, eight-player co-op, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I can't hate there. That, that just sounds awesome. So, hats off to you. Absolutely. And speaking of our great insider sources, this next one comes from Ro. He from tweeted me? this out. He tweeted this <laughs> outside. That was funny. Uh, oh, I see how it is. <laughs> Wait, what? You had all the you had all the stories that Roe engaged sent, not the two that I sent. Okay, what? that's fine. I, I, I don't worry, I'll, I got them for you. It's fine. Wait, which ones did you send? Please keep going. No, 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 no. Just keep going. No, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it's later. Too late. It's too late. What did I skip them? Just keep going. Just keep going. It's fine. Okay. I don't think I skipped them, but anyways, 
Uh, yeah, Rose said, going for Ouya's title for being the worst game console. Uh, and this is a uh, console that has been announced as the first NFT games console. What? The, does, do yes. people want this? Like, what? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a microtransaction button that gets you straight to your wallet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, my God. It's a new and console also- aimed no, at... No, go, oh, go for it. Go for it. Aimed at Web3 gaming and ha- immediately was re- met with resistance. Well, no, no crap. It's the first multi-chain gaming console that will be capable of running games built on different blockchains. What does that even mean? Bro, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny that like these NFTs uh, ventures keep on coming after like the video game community has made it so very clear that they don't want it. But obviously, making a console takes time so maybe this was in the works when the nft was on the rise and they just decided to keep going with it also the yes yes i think okay i think you know okay i know i know you're gonna say please go i might not be i'm about to switch to the logo yes that's exactly yeah okay awesome uh yeah and the logo is just like a complete rip off of the gamecube logo and there and people were calling them out on it and their response was like other people have also copied it before and it's like that's not a valid excuse (laughs) like what it's like we're not the only one who have done this before it's like okay and they said yeah they they started off that tweet like other people have used that kind of tweet or this kind of logo before you know it's fine (laughs) but okay we will change it now I guess they're going to have a new logo, I guess. It's like, we're not copying one person. We're copying a bunch of people <laughs> who have also copied that one person. <laughs> My God. Incredible. Incredible. I hope this console comes out and they make no money. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I wonder if they'll actually change their logo because they have like, it looks like they have... Uh, is that controller real? Or is it just like a digital mock-up? I'm not sure. It's hard to tell, isn't it? I think a lot, I'm not sure if the controller is real, but I think a lot of it is a mock-up. Like, on their website, they have, like, UI stuff that I don't think is real yet, and games that I don't think exist yet. So, I mean, there's a lot of games that don't exist yet, but I mean, like, I don't think these these games that they're advertising on their fake UI are even, like, in development or anything like that. Like, they look very bare-bones, but very excited to see where this goes. So that game For that sure. was coming to PS5 before, it's now coming to this console. What's it yes, called? God of War Ragnarok is a launch title. On... No. <laughs> what's, uh, what's that game called? Uh, the one that got all kinds of heat for becoming a fake. We ended up finding out it's a fake. Uh, oh, oh, Abandoned. Abandoned, yes. yes. Abandoned. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I would love that. <laughs> that would mean the game is real. So That's true. <laughs> Good point. Good <laughs> Moving on, uh, starting in October, guys, Xbox Games with Gold will no longer include Xbox 360 titles. Um, essentially, they said that they've uh, hit the limit, I guess, uh, whatever that yeah. means. I don't quite know what that means. Uh, but we've had Xbox 360 titles, I guess, for the last uh, how many years now? So maybe they ran out of games that are um, backwards compatible? That's my best guess. There's only so many times you can download View Pinata. That's true. And to be honest, Games with Gold has been absolutely terrible since Game Pass has been a thing. So not really. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. 
Uh, guys, the division resurgence has been announced. We've all been waiting for this. A new free-to-play mobile experience. Uh, it has no release date yet, but Ubisoft has announced this game. Like the first game, Resurgence is set in New York City after a viral outbreak, but with a new and independent storyline. Ubisoft confirmed that Resurgence will offer a unique perspective on key story events that will have ta- that have taken place in both The Division and The Division 2. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this in a mobile format. Um, Obviously, the game is very intriguing and interesting. The times that I've played Division 1 and 2, I've always been intrigued by it. I never got invested in it like I did Destiny. Um, But I don't know how well this will work for a mobile game, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Division players are hankering for a mobile experience. (laughs) Yeah. I think they just wanted the first game to be great. Right. I, I, I enjoyed the first division. Like I played that quite a bit. That was when I was in my, my Destiny one phase. So I was looking for those kind of experiences and I and I had a good time with the division. I didn't play much of the division two. I could honestly see myself playing this. Or like No you can't. I, I no, think I you could. Can. <laughs> maybe, maybe. On the go. I'm looking at the screenshots and it doesn't look terrible, but and it's free to play, so like That's fair. I don't know. I don't know. From we'll, a we'll, big Destiny guy, that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't know. Ubisoft making some weird decisions. This is definitely one of them. But in a rare occurrence, I could see myself actually downloading this, playing this for a couple hours, and maybe deleting it later. But I could see myself giving this a try, for sure. <laughs> All, right. All right. Moving You're on. Than I am. On <laughs> or weaker. The... <laughs> oh yeah, moving on, moving to, the on story to the next that, story, which Christian comes from Christian. I've got, I've got it linked here. <laughs> yeah, tell us what it is. Sorry. Oh yes, I totally had this linked here, Christian. Um, <laughs> there is a new Nintendo ice cream that is showing up at Coldstone. Uh, they're releasing some Nintendo-themed ice cream, which is Kirby, Animal Crossing, and Mario Party Superstars flavored. Looks very no, no. They are not. They are not Mario Party flavored. The flavors are Superstar Sprinkle. That's from Mario Party Superstars. Kirby in the Forgotten Land has a mighty pink puff flavor, and the Animal Crossing New Horizons flavor is Island to Getaway. Thank you, Christian. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you try out at, the, at your next Coldstone. <laughs> also, I don't know what this last story is. I scoured Twitter because I was trying to find it, and I yes, couldn't even find. I have it. Okay. I got it as well. Where where did that come from? Was it in the Her reports? Oh, okay. Uh, as spotted by reset era user uh Yuzu Pedro, Sony is hiring a software development engineer who will specifically work as a classics engineer to develop new em- emulators among other tasks. So it seems like they're finally trying to get uh proper PS3 emulation mm. on the new hardware. Heck Let yeah. this happen as fast as possible. Let's, uh, let's, man, that cell processor really. Dozens of years later, not dozens, just like one dozen, you know, they'll bite us in the ass for us PS users. But here we are. 
Which is hilarious because Microsoft said the exact same thing at the Xbox One launch when people asked if Xbox 360 games were backwards compatible and they were like, nope, it's not possible. And then fast forward two years and Phil's like, they're the yep, best. Here it is. <laughs> here's the here's backwards compatibility. It's like you guys said two years ago it wasn't possible. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Moving into our street meat, guys. Rockstar has reportedly shelved Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4 remasters to focus on GTA 6. Um, interesting that they say remasters here because there was a lot of rumors that Red Dead Redemption was going to get a remake, not a remaster. So um, I think I'm okay with this, like, totally, because who wants a re- remaster? I don't tons of people instead of a remake like i would love to see a remake of RDR. oh i mean yeah but like is that is rockstar actually gonna put in the the money and investment and time to actually make a remake of this yeah absolutely not they'll they'll do what they did with the with the other gta's which is outsource it for a remake slash remaster something right remaster slash remake yeah uh and it'll not do well and here we are they're canceling them because obviously people the other remasters didn't work out for them very well Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm glad they didn't because now they're working on GTA 6. Finally, we could hopefully someday soon. After this like, long, finally. <laughs> well, finally, GTA 5 can like be put to rest someday. At least it's on the horizon now. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to imagine like GTA Online is going to have some kind of incorporation with GTA 6. It has to. Mm. Yeah. It might just merge. Like that, that like sells, that makes m- Prince money for Rockstar. An Overwatch 2 situation where it just like carries over, get rid of the GTA 5 version, and here we are, GTA yeah. 6 online. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. GTA 5 is going to be a 10 plus year old game when GTA 6 comes out, I think. Like, that's it's a 10 ins- plus year old game now. Oh, no, it's not. It's nine years old. I'm sorry. Yeah. sorry. Almost, yeah. 20, but 2013. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. It is 2013. Yeah. Frick. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Also, I'm, I am a little bit sad, though, because GTA 4. That is the best Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I can't agree with that. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? I just not, the best. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of Nico. I like the characters. Didn't I? Didn't attach oh, myself shit. to. Here we go again. I'm sorry. Here we go again <laughs> from Carl. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I've, this is what I mean to you. <laughs> what do you mean? I, we're allowed to have different opinions. I respect Absolutely. your opinion. No, no, we're not. You can have it as long as it's, you know, aligns <laughs> with my taste. <laughs> I think, in my opinion, Vice City, San Andreas, and 5 are all better games. Four, my opinion. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. You do not think Vice City and San Andreas are better. Heck yeah. Absolutely. They're, they're great games, but, like, come on. The story... Okay, you know what? San Andreas has a great story as well. But... <laughs> <laughs> it, it it does not hold a candle to GTA 4. Like, oh, the vibes, the city, Neo, the Isley brothers. Come on, dude. GTA 4, it's got it. It's got it. <laughs> I did hear good things about the DLC for GTA 4, which I never played. Alligate Sony, that was a good one. Moving in to RPXN News of the Week, guys. Activision Blizzard back in the news. I guess not necessarily negative for once. Uh, this is oh. kind of just more news. Uh, <laughs> but apparently the UK's Competition and Markets Authority is investigating the Microsoft Aquas- Activision Blizzard acquisition. So similarly to the FCC and the US, 
Um, the Competition and Markets Authority is investigating uh, and will announce its decision whether to refer the merger for an in-depth investigation by September 1st. Uh, all I have to say is, my God, I hope that I hope it goes through at this point because nothing's changed at Activision. Uh, we'll talk about Blizzard here in a, a, a second with the next story, but on the Activision side of things, things, things have not changed at all, I feel like. So if this, if this doesn't go through this acquisition, I feel like we're going to continue to get more of the same from Activision, and they have not seemingly done enough to uh, protect their employees and make them feel safe um, working there so yeah yeah like the fact that bobby is still there and, and staying as board of directors like he was brought on or something like that or confirmed to stay something like that something crazy that he's still being you know uh i losing the word here but yeah it's it's crazy like you're saying dan uh not a lot has been changing so the fact that they're being investigated. The chance that this can't go through is a little bit worrying for sure. Um, but here's hoping that there's no sketchy business going on and it goes through just fine. And we can see some change over there. Hopefully. Very least get rid of Bob, Bobby. <laughs> yes. That's the least they could do. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I very much worry that that's not going to happen mm-hmm. if this doesn't go through because I think the board of Activision has made very clear up to this point that Bobby is not going anywhere. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, on the Blizzard side I, of... Sorry, go ahead, Chris. I, I don't know. Like, is there actually worry that the, that the merger won't go through? Like, I know there's a lot of investigations, but it seems like they, they have to because it's a huge acquisition, but I don't yeah. see it falling through in, in my opinion i think maybe i'm just not well versed in, in acquisitions like like huge mergers like this but i think there's a i think there's a greater than decent shot that it could fall through in the u.s because the new head of the fcc is apparently very anti um big tech and they've recently like in the last several months before the activision um acquisition was announced they put a new focus on uh, not letting, I guess, large corporations get bigger, essentially, from acquisitions. Um, so I think that's why there's a big worry in terms of the U.S. side of things. I'm not, I'm not well-versed on the U.K.'s um, authority, so I would sure. have no idea on that behalf. But I have read about that um, from the U.S. side of things. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it'll be interesting, for sure. On the Blizzard side of things, guys, uh, there's a new article put out by the Los Angeles Times uh, that says Mike Yabara aims to change the culture on the Blizzard side of things. Uh, Actually, those are my words. Sorry. Blizzard's new boss wants to have fun with games, but first his company is in a crisis is the um, article title. I thought it was a very interesting title or uh, article. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's very long, um, but you're welcome to check it out from the L.A. Times. Um, but essentially, uh, I'll read a couple points here. Um, his Blizzard Entertainment has been singled out as a symbol of male-dominated gaming community worst impulses, specifically those that include boorish frat boy-like traits, alleged in- inequalities. Oh, they misspelled inequalities there. 
or maybe it's inequities. No, that's inequities. It's definitely Sorry. inequities. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I misread it. I apologize. <laughs> and harassment at the company were the centerpiece of an ongoing 2021 lawsuit filed by the state of California that painted the firm and Activision Blizzard parent as paragons of a broken sexist industry, which is very much true. Uh, even Blizzard's attempt at damage control blew up in its face. Yabarro's 2021 August promotion to help write the ship was met with controversy when the first female co-leader of the company left amid reports of unequal pay, which is awful, which obviously Mike doesn't control because he was, you know, co-lead with her. Um, so hopefully Mike is getting more power to make these changes because it seems like Mike, Mike actually cares. Uh, he says, no doubt this has impacted people. Um, it has impacted morale, which he even goes on to say, uh, we're committed to changing our culture. Um, he has, uh, we've had a tough two and a half years and we're listening to our employees. I always firmly believed that when there is a good culture across teams, creative, excellent flow, excellence flows. So I call our culture team, team zero. Um, so yeah, it's super important diversity and good culture and, Diverse culture is what creates great teams. Um, it creates great ideas. Uh, everyone is not versed in the same walk of life. So bringing all these people together is always a great thing. So yeah, um, very interesting. And I really hope that, uh, I hope that Mike actually can make some real change at Blizzard because um, obviously there's been a ton of controversy with, you know, Blizzard as well over the last several yeah, and my thing is, well, I know you say uh, Mikey Barr is a stand-up guy, and I believe you because you're you've been following him as a figure for a long time now, right? If I remember correctly, mm -hmm. but I, I believe you. Um, but like my always initial thought is like these words kind of can ring a little bit hollow when it's in pieces like this when there's no kind of um, uh, I'm gonna almost said interest, but like any kind of mention of like actions that are like planning on taking place very soon. Like it's been a while. Maybe there's like, uh, it, there's holdups, there's red tape everywhere for if Mike, Mike is trying to do actual changes from the company top down, um, and, that, and that could be coming, but yeah, uh, just like Dan, I'm, I'm hoping to see some actual change uh, very soon. Um, I mean, I want his words to be true because you know, a company that centers on like uh, equal opportunity, um, equity, um, that moves away from our, our very sexist gaming industry is, is going to be a, a thriving industry, right? Like, we want people to, like, be, be not harassed and be happy at work, right? And I honestly, I think a lot of it is going to be needs to happen at the top rather than the bottom. Like, um, it's, it's the heads that um, seem to be a lot of where the issues lie. And I, I think Mikey Barra hopefully is, is a big step in a, in a new direction for Blizzard. Totally agree. <laughs> I don't think I could I could say much more to uh, to uh, yeah. It starts it starts at the top. If the people at the top don't accept the horrible stuff that's going on below them, it's not going to happen. Off at least a lot. If people get punished for stealing employees' breast milk, then it won't happen again. Like just <laughs> people should be. Um, Forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of crazier stuff that happened, but that yes. is one that stuck with me. But. Yeah, if if the people at the top don't uh, accept that kind of behavior, then it, it, it won't happen anymore because you won't be working for them. But they allow those type of people to get hired, stay on, and rise up the ranks. It's not like they're just staying in at low-level positions. These, these guys are 
rising up and getting more powerful for some reason. But yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget that somebody literally lost their life to this company. Right. Yeah. So, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And poor family. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, guys, back into some lighter news here. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 and COD 2024 have leaked a little bit. Getting a little leaky, leaky ships here. Um, <laughs> we got some map screenshots for both games, which uh, I thought... This, what, what, what's the, what are you hey, speaking of leaky ships, we forgot a huge item today on uh, Quick Bites. Wait, what were we, uh -oh. Skull what and were we? Bones is releasing this year. Oh, yeah. Oh. And they're getting a, a Ubisoft uh, Presents. Yeah, I think next week. Oops. When is this? I think it's I think it's sometime in July. I remember the, if I remember that right. And uh, it's releasing in November. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Wow. Yes, you're right. And it's and it's a multiplayer game, online multiplayer game as well. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm not excited for the game, but I'm excited to see more of the game. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to, to yeah. talk shit about it at the next UB Forward. <laughs> exactly. They also okay. changed the name. It's not Skull Ampersand Bones. It's Skull and Bones. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What did you miss this? I completely missed it somehow. Uh, it's coming. To it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. I oh, it is. Seen. It's. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was next week. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Okay. A fifteen. Also, on top of that, more Ubisoft news. Just to throw it out there real quick, there's a Ubisoft forward in September as well, where they're going to be talking about their upcoming games. I'm pretty sure. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be a, a little bit bigger than just showing off one game tomorrow. Yeah. I Thank God for Dan's. Silly little metaphor joke, whatever you want to call it. Leaky, leaky of, of yeah. Bones. yeah. I apologize. Um, I've completely missed that. It's uh, okay. No one was well, yeah, it's no. good that we took the <laughs> <laughs> so someone's someone out there is watching is like, oh shit, it's tomorrow? Yeah, I can't the... wait. So I'm glad I'm glad Christian brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, yes, Modern Warfare 2 and COD 2024 leaks. Leaky ship, right? <laughs> uh, anyways, um, we got some screenshots of uh, different maps. Uh, very interesting, but I'll, I'll read through them here. Grand Prix, Oilfield, Museum, Saba, DMZ Key Art are all coming to Modern Warfare 2. Um, they all have screenshots as well attributed to them. Uh, we're also getting Stealth. Pillage, Sira, Fishtown, and Hydro, which I'm assuming all of those are coming to uh, the 2024 COD, which I think they're talking about being a Gulf War game, Gulf War era game taking place in the 90s from Treyarch, which actually sounds very interesting, uh, kind of a different generation than we've been used to, to seeing in these games. I don't think they've ever gone into the 90s before. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting, but yeah, these screenshots look really, uh, really pretty good. Uh, I'm, I think I'm most intrigued by Grand Prix because it's like, are we going to be playing multiplayer on a live racing map? <laughs> let me, let me tell you something, Dan. Yo. This does nothing for me. Do you remember <laughs> Cold War when you were playing in Miami? How disgusting that map looked with all the lights everywhere. You could not like see enemies everywhere. Like that lighting was atrocious for that map. And I, I, at the end of this this thing you were uh, this thread uh, from this post this yeah. reset era this yes. Reddit what is this uh, this is from Re uh, Reddit yeah 
this user says all we have are maps and already this look infinitely better than modern warfare 2019 how do we know how do we know it's the map loading screens this is two years away two and a half years away at this point let's relax a little bit <laughs> i think I, I think he's talking about the uh, modern warfare 2 map or the the five the top five which are the modern warfare 2 ones but yes you're right these are just screenshots so how do you compare that to a live in-person game um very true but you said you say you mentioned discuss so i want to i want to add some like i yeah. as a sequel to, to cold war I don't know if that excites me. Cold War as a game did not excite me. Uh, and I skipped it. And from what I heard from all of the people that I have similar opinions about Call of Duty with, like none of them enjoyed the campaign very much. Like it was hmm. fine and they moved on and they thought it was kind of forgettable and, and not as strong as the early Black Ops games. And so like, will this be enough to excite me for another Treyarch piece? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if like past games do it for me anymore. And I, I, I I don't want to say that I don't want to commit to that all the way because like I'm always down to give games a shot depending on, you know, what time they're in. But I don't know when I see stuff like, you know, the new modern warfare and how that's shaping up and how the new engine looks and how it like it feels to play that modern warfare remake going back to like the engine that Treyarch is using. It just doesn't feel as good. So I don't know. That's where I'm at. Who's to say that Treyarch doesn't use that engine? You're right. You're, you're totally right. And that would that would I'd be I'd be very in if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, and I may have some thoughts about Cold War in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> interestingly mm-hmm. enough. But well, tell us. Well, it'll be in the games we're playing or what you got oh. for me. Got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of with you in terms of I, I hope it's not a sequel to. Cold War. I kind of hope it's an its own thing. I think it will be a sequel, but I kind of hope that they do like an original, mm. an original story in the nineties. I think that would be. Um, but I they, don't know. Like Treyarch seems to be like in a little bit of an identity crisis for me. Like trying to figure out what is the next because it's gonna be a two year game. Like, do you want to be stuck in the nineties and, and go for era for two years? Like, I don't like. I don't know if people are hankering for that. You know. True. True. We'll uh, see. I don't, I don't want to speak too soon. We also got a few weapons as well that they detailed um, for that same 2024 game, uh, which are uh, Coslo 723, which is a Colt 723, uh, AK-74, KSP-58, Mossberg 500, MP5, and SR3 Vicar, which I love MP5 on all Call of Duty games. I, I just love going to that MP5. It's my bread and butter. Um, moving into our quick fantasy draft check-in. And Christian, you are getting some points on the board with Cuphead, the delicious. Whoopee. Last course. <laughs> Second place. Well, I mean, you you have a lot less games than I do that have released. So you got plenty of time to catch It doesn't up. matter. It does not matter. At this point, from what we learned today, it does not matter. Wait, what did we? Oh, right. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it. In we'll talk about the show. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but <laughs> true, you got true. 18 points from Cuphead: The Delicious Last Course. That's very good. 88 on I'll take open. I'll take him. Very cool. Very glad to see. I'm at, a, I'm at a 77 total now. Hell yeah. That DLC is freaking eight dollars. If you like Cuphead, buy the DLC. Eight dollars. Yeah. Come on. Heck yeah. Anywho. All right, guys. Moving into 
our PXN best of all time. We are announcing this month's theme today, right now. Uh, so this month's theme is video game protagonist. Favorite video Whoa. game protagonist. So Whoa. we will be talking about our individual picks next week. So make sure you come back for that. So. Can I wait for a certain green Spartan to lose? Or- <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Christian, maybe my list will change by then. You know, maybe he won't be in there. Mm-hmm. Anywho, mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, so next week we'll be talking about our individual picks. Uh, July fifteenth through the eighteenth, we're planning for individual polls for everyone, one each day. July nineteenth, we'll um, basically have a campaign on the podcast for each of our individual winners. We're going to be campaigning for who uh, should be the winner in the finals poll. And then the finals poll will run July 25th through 27th. And then on episode 149, we will reveal the winner on July 27th. And I think it'll be better if we have, like like you guys all suggested, that we do like a tournament bracket style so like we can see a visual of it. Um, yeah. To kind of make An image it, of it. Yeah. So that people are, because people were like commenting on the polls, like, where's this game? It's like, well, it was already eliminated in the first you know, round of sure. games. I concur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving into what you got for me. Um, guys, I'll just start here real quick. Black Ops Cold War. I've been playing the campaign. Uh, and yes, it's very like mid. I'm just like, all right, I'm progressing through Ooh. this. I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really enjoying this that much. Like it's kind of just, I'm, Working through the motions almost. I don't know if I'm going to even finish the campaign. I, I kind of sat down and I was like, I want to kind of just play something dumb. Like, w- turn my brain off and just progress and, you know, do this. So I turned it Let's on. play and Battlefield. I, yeah, I can play Battlefield. But there's no single-player campaign for Battlefield. Either. Sure, so, true. Uh, sure. But yes, um, yeah, it, it's all right. It's okay. Not, not the greatest. Um, I feel like they kind of ruined the characters that they made great in the original Black Ops trilogy. Um, that's kind of disappointing. Um, also, I played Fall Guys, which, yes, I've been waiting for uh, all of Podcast PXN so we can all play, but nobody has ever, you know, said, hey, let's play Fall Guys. Christian? I am always down. Literally, anytime you want a message saying, let's play some Fall Guys, I will say yes to that. Okay. Hang on a second. I'm going to send you a message right now. Uh, Christian, can you play Fall Guys? <laughs> just keep going. I can't. I can't. It was very... It was very uh, I like Fall Guys a lot. Uh, it's very frenetic and fun. Definitely, it was more fun when we played together. Row, we played a long time ago when it came yes. out. Uh, wow. And Sean, I think, even play, <laughs> played a little bit as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, very excited to get a uh, group together with you guys and check out some Fall Guys. Um, Definitely. How many crowns do you have? Oh, sorry, bro. No, yeah, I want to. I want to hear this. <laughs> I, I believe only one for the new season, like the free to play. Oh, season. hey, congrats! Yeah. So, so more than one in total, then. I think. Is it just? I think originally when I played on PlayStation when it came out, I think I got one then as. Well. Total sure. two. I can't remember. <laughs> you nice. doubled your crowns. I doubled my crowns. <laughs> I didn't play it enough. But anyways, the last thing I have, guys, uh, I got an email this week. Um, So 
the dude named Dr. Disrespect and uh, Robert Bowling, who was formerly of Infinity Ward. Uh, he was with the community manager for the original Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3. Uh, he's a great dude. Um, he made it his own studio back in the day called uh, Robotaki, I think it was the name. He was building like this really cool survival game, but it ended up getting canceled, and then his studio, studio was shut down. He has teamed up with Dr. Disrespect for their new studio uh, called Midnight Society, and essentially they have allowed 10,000 people to um, be founders for the Midnight Society. So essentially you are invested in the into the game's development so uh i was in i was accepted into that you had to put in an application and apparently there were hundreds of thousands of people who put in applications and they only accepted ten thousand of those people so i got that uh one caveat i will say is you so once you get accepted you pay fifty dollars to actually get into it which and yes decline this immediately i get it i get it i get it However, the interesting thing about this is like <laughs> you don't they aren't okay. How can I put this in a way that doesn't sound really bad? But they they got the 10 fact you have to do this. Okay, sorry. I know no no. You don't have to though. You don't have to. There's 10,000 people times $50 each. That's $500,000 basically a round of funding they're doing for the game so that they can help, you know, fund this game. And there's a lot of perks that comes with this. And many of those perks include playing the game in very, very early states, meaning you're going to keep getting progressively uh, better builds throughout the years of development of this game, which is very cool. So you have a direct impact on what the game ends up being, as well as uh, they're giving you exclusive stuff as well, which this is the one part that I'm a little like, eh, I don't love that. It sounds very NFT-ish. But they give you like a unique player um, like look or whatever, and they put it on a card and it is like the, it is very NFT like where it's like different pieces and you have a unique one that it pieces together mm -hmm. for you. But in my opinion, the the only reason I am backing them is because of Robert Bowling, because the dude is a good dude and uh, I believe in what he could possibly do. I'm not a big Dr. Disrespect fan. I've never been a big Dr. Disrespect <laughs> fan. If he ever saw this video, he'd probably be taking me out of the Founders Club or whatever oh you might call it. But so you can give him like $25 or no, something. No, you're giving him money. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But I just want to see what this progression of this game is going to be because I think it's very fascinating, the approach they're taking. And there's many other perks I didn't mention as well. I don't have the list in front of me of all of the perks, but... Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how this whole thing shapes. Hmm. Sure. Well, good luck to you, sir. Yeah, Thanks. keep us updated. I am. I, I am. I am invested. <laughs> I will keep you up to date. But not unless... fifty dollars invested, right, Ron? Right. Yes. <laughs> I will keep you up to date unless I'm NDA'd. So. Okay. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christian, what you got for me? Uh, I oh, finished I... RE4. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I know you skipped Ro. I did. It's okay. I... Sorry, Ro. He's 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 Ro. We, Ro should always be our closer. Ro's fantastic. I finished RE4 finally for the first time. Uh, hot take incoming, everyone. Uh oh. Uh oh. Playing this now, finishing it for the first time, it is not as transformational as I'm sure it was when you first played it. You know, over a decade ago. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I I 
for the people who like play Uncharted One for the first time, like in modern era, and they complain that like it's just the same thing over and over again, like around like you know enemies throughout the whole thing. Um, I now understand your argument because RE4 is the least interesting in the minute-to-minute gameplay, where it's just like the same, mm. especially towards those last chapters, chapter four and five. Like every room you encounter, it's just waves and waves of enemies. And it's like I get it, and there's enough variety where it's some of it's still pretty fun but like the heart i think for me what where resident evil really shines is horror and um puzzles right and the enemies are, are getting in the way of of those two things right and then they've they, that constant feedback that's why re2 remake is so freaking good because you're in this one enclosed space traversing it like a maze or like a, figuring out the permutations of like let's do this first and then go over here and inventory management and and this is just re4 for like too linear for me like i'm just going down hallway after hallway and there are enemies in one room and then the enemies in the next over and over and over again which is kind of a bummer for me um and i'm i i'm really curious now to see how they're gonna do re4 remake because what an insane game re4 is i don't know how you remake that into a modern game like that story is insane it's gonna need some rewrites for sure (laughs) it needs them it's corny now but like that's part of its charm i get it um i did however rate it four stars on gg uh because i can appreciate its influence it's had on plenty of games that have preceded it right like that is like one of the Rosetta Stones of survival horror games, um, period, right? So I can appreciate it on that front, but yeah, not my favorite Resident Evil, sadly. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I think I froze a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes hard to go back to those classes because sometimes they just don't hold up the way that you remember. And like Uncharted is, is a great example. I, I think I, I was one of the few that, not one of the few, but I played Uncharted on the PS4, like with the collection, that's when I cool. played through those and uh, played through them for the first time before Uncharted 4 came out. And I, I loved all of them, but I could absolutely see why somebody would be like, this controls like crap. Why are people like these games? So yeah, I, I totally, totally get that. Ada um, Wong though, still a baddie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that'll so, never change. I mean, Resident <laughs> Evil 4 has tank controls, right, Christian? My goodness. Thank you, bro, for pointing that out to me. Anytime. anytime. (laughs) Bro, what you got for me? (laughs) All right. I I mentioned this last week that I got some games off of the Steam sale, and Gurumin, A Monstrous Adventure, was one of them. And it's a Falcom game. It's a Japanese game. Very wonky, silly, early 2000s game. I think it came out on the PSP originally, and it got a port in 2015 on Steam. It's like an action-adventure game. A little bit of dungeon crawling, some... No, there's no platforming, but it has, like, that aesthetic, so you think it would be a platformer. But uh, basically, the monster... There's a monster village where you protect. You just, like, go there with your friends. You you have a bunch of monster friends. And uh, it is destroyed by a group of phantoms, led by none other than the Phantom Prince. And uh, your friends have been scattered. (laughs) Your friends have been scattered and kidnapped by these phantoms. Uh, so you have to save your monster friends by be- defeating like a couple of bosses. And when you save the monsters, you have to find their furniture <laughs> that are in these dungeons. And when you find them, you give it back to the monsters. And then it like helps rebuild the town that the phantoms destroyed. And then there's like a cheesy story that goes along with it. Um, there's like real-time combat. It's not turn-based or anything. Uh, the drill that the main character Parin uses can be like upgraded. There's like new moves, elements. And there's cosmetics that you could give the character. 
that act as like uh, buffs for your character. So like if you put on the goggles and you jump in water, you won't be damaged by the goggles. But if you remove the goggles and you put on like a gas mask, which protects you from poison, obviously, and you jump in water while you're wearing the gas mask, you'll be damaged by the water. So there's like different perks that you have to use in every given situation. You kind of switch them out kind of like Zelda Green of Time, where where the right moment you put this on to get you through the dungeon. Um, it was pretty easy at first, but as I progress, it's gotten a little bit more challenging. But it's definitely like uh, like a t- young teenager kids sort of difficulty game. But I'm having a good time going through it. Like it's just super chill, having a good time. The story is ridiculous and cheesy, but I'm having a blast playing it. And par- I real I learned that Parin, the main character for this story, was one of those deep cut characters that people wanted in Smash. So that's really cool. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I am so happy I'm not the only one who's into insane stuff. Yes, I love this. The screenshots look insane, yeah. Yeah. But cool, I love it. It, the character's design really cool, though. Yeah, it, it, it reminded me of uh, when we were talking about uh, Ape Escape, like that kind of color palette. It's like, yeah, this, this, is, this is my jam. I'm into it. So that game is, is a little crazy, so you, you might say it's monstrous. I would, I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, oh my that's goodness. right. Uh, i apologize to the youtube well, chat i've been ignoring you brenty thank you for joining us good evening fellas as always uh and josh sweeney says great pod so far thanks josh thank you i have to apologize on dan's behalf for being so white <laughs> it was a joke come on christian lighten up a little bit Moving into <laughs> the topic of the show, uh, we got some Sony news here, guys. Of course, God of War Ragnarok, but we're not there yet. We're going to wait just a second for that. Forspoken has been officially delayed to next year. This came by way of Christian Macias. He dropped it in our podcast PXN chat, so I'm giving him credit here. You're welcome, Christian. See, I remembered. I remembered. <laughs> Uh, wow, you did you did the minimum. Thank you for me. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, so Square Enix posts here, uh, as a result of ongoing discussions with key partners, we have made the strategic decision to move the launch of Forspoken to January 24th, 2023. All game elements are now complete and development is in its final polishing phase. We would like to thank you for your continued support and patience on this journey. Your excitement for the game inspires us every day and we cannot wait to share more about Forspoken with you later this summer. uh, I know our thoughts on Forspoken have kind of, you know, eh, been a little bit downhill slightly. So hopefully this will allow them to polish it up. Well, it, it's hard for me to talk about this game without mentioning the next item, so I'll do my best to not do that. But, uh, it, like, the wording on this is so specific, as a lot of people were pointing out on Twitter, is that, like, it's not because the game isn't ready to go. It's because conversations with strategic, strategic decision with partners, which, of course, we know is is probably Sony. Oh. So I think it's a first... It's, it's, it's not a first-party game, but it's... Uh, I think it's a console exclusive? Yes. I don't, I don't think it's... Yeah. So... You got to imagine that like this has to do with conversations about Sony with what they want to release in the fall. So now with a game ready to go, we'll talk about, but also The Last of Us doesn't leave a lot of wriggle, wiggle room for other games, right? Mm-hmm. But like I looked at my calendar today because I have a, a what is now an outdated list of games that are coming out. I think I actually deleted it. I think it was scheduled for October initially. Hmm. So you had uh, The Last of Us at the beginning of September. 
this i think during october i think it was near the end of october and then another game at the beginning of november so like maybe it could have had a chance you do run the risk of being buried in between sony games and then underneath you know modern warfare 2 <laughs> and so it makes sense that they have to like if that's the case then yeah move it to 2023 at the beginning of january where you'll maybe have a better chance to fight for, you know, better sales and, and more, like, uh, conversation. But then, like, 2023 is also stacked. And this is coming out a day after Dead Space. And I'm, hmm. you know, if hmm. if you're me, if you're looking forward to... If you want to... Well, let's just say, hypothetically, a person is only going to buy one game on, on this weekend. Like, of these two games, what are you most likely going to play? It, it might be... I would bet that it might be Dead Space as opposed to Forspoken. There's just something about this game that isn't speaking to as many people as a widely critically claimed like Dead Space game like Dead Space is. So, yeah, I don't know. Kind of feel bad for this game, but at the same time, that sucks. That's that's business, I guess. Yeah, it it does suck. I, I I've been on such a roller coaster with this game. <laughs> like when it was first announced, I was like, this looks awesome. That mother effing dragon quote i was like that's that's cool like i love that and i love the the fantasy with like street aesthetic like mixing together like she's wearing high tops with like a fantasy cape i, I love that sort of mix mix mash and then they showed the gameplay i well they showed traversal first and i was like that looks fun i love that and then they showed like the combat and the gameplay and i was like okay this looks kind of I don't know how I feel about this. And then they showed more cutscenes, and I was like, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. And I think, I think that's majority of the gaming audience. Like the more they saw, the more they're like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not turned off by, it, but I'm also not like as gung ho as I was when I, when we first saw it. So I think that maybe they, they noticed that and they're trying to fix some things, maybe rewrite some stuff, maybe fine tune cool. some other things, but it doesn't seem like that much time to to do all that, especially if they were planning to come out in October, like Christian was saying. For me, it was the team of white men who are writing a, a black woman who, like, <laughs> oh, no. if you remember that that famous article, right? Like, she's right. walking with a hip hop walk, and it's like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you, what <laughs> what do you and like that 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 is what began my worries, and then mm-hmm. yeah, of course, all the gameplay after that was like, this doesn't look as tuned, but like you can you can polish that, but if if it's not written well, then that's a different worry. Yeah, so. and yeah, I I guess. That's a lot more work. If 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 to rewrite everything, I don't think they're going to do that. So I don't think that's the the the, the uh, reason for the delay. Unfortunately, and we don't know if it's bad or not either. Like that's I'm... true. That's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, quite a roller coaster. I hope I hope by the end of the ride, I I enjoyed it. But right now, I'm like I, I feel like I'm going to fall off somewhere. <laughs> by the end of the ride, you hope your seatbelt's still on and you're not exactly. plowing through the windshield. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> While while Dan and I are playing Dead Space, maybe Ro will be playing Forspoken. That's true. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. Or maybe Ro's yeah. not playing Forspoken, and we're still yeah, playing. Yeah, we need Dead a Space. PS Five, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Jesus. Oh, that's true. I forgot about <laughs> that. Actually, is it not on PS Four also? I don't know. I'll, I'll watch a gameplay, uh, a YouTube gameplay. Let's find out. Is Forspoken coming to PS Four? <laughs> uh, a timed PS Five uh, console exclusive uh don't expect it to release okay so uh, okay, as of now mind. no oh. okay. <laughs> never mind there you go don't play forespoken then Ro. <laughs> i guess i won't <laughs> we'll play guruman i will play guruman yes 
guys our next story before we get into the meat and potatoes some crazy gamers out there were going after sony santa monica employees to reveal wanting them to reveal release date info for god of war uh there was some really disgusting things happening and very similarly to what we were talking about with ron gilbert and return to monkey island a little bit ago uh don't do this don't freaking tweet at developers like demanding these things and sending like inappropriate things to them there's people talking about yeah i don't even i don't even know like the crazy things that people were sending is just stupid why are you sending like dick pics to female employees that work there to try to get the release date that literally makes no sense uh it makes no sense santa monica says every single person at santa monica studio is working to create a game we're proud of one that we hope that you will enjoy once you once playing when released uh, our fans inspire us and we understand the passion and desire for more information, but that passion should not be toxic nor come at the expense of any human being's dignity. Let's celebrate our community by treating each other, every gamer and developer alike with respect. Well said. Yes. We should not have to be reminded to be a decent human being. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is, yeah. It's sad that they had to write this, yeah. but, um, yeah, what I was going to say earlier with the uh, the other abuse story, and I wanted to say over here, is that it's it's such a weird, like, I feel like there's a trend going on since that Miyamoto misquote has been, like, memed into the ground where, like, a, a forgotten, or not, a, a delayed game is eventually a good game. And then, and that's always the post underneath that, like, a delay is like, all right, take your time, it's okay. And most people are like, even, like, I don't even, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like most people in the game industry are like, have that sentiment in their mind like okay delay it we'll wait we don't want another another cyberpunk 2077 uh issue on our hands i think i feel like everybody feels that way now even people who are a little bit more passionate like these people are but and then you're on the other side of the fence that are like threatening people for the release date like it doesn't make it's not adding up like it's either they delay it and make it better or you're forcing them to release it right now because you want it so bad like where do you where do you sit on this it's 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 weird. I, I, maybe I assume obviously they're different people, but the yeah. game's uh, ecosystem—not ecosystem—Twitter um, community is just like it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh my God. But yeah. Unfortunately, I think again, it's like another thing of like the vocal minority ends up getting a bigger voice than the the majority of players. I feel like because they're yeah. so negative and toxic and disgusting and like. The crazy things they're doing is getting all this attention because of how crazy and stupid and weird it is. <laughs> Awful. And, yeah, and they'll unfortunately keep getting away with it because they can, because internet, and there's yeah. <laughs> there's no way for them to get Not in trouble. If for we it. report them to the police for sending unsolicited That's pictures true. of their, and the police will do something about it. Yeah, you can get charged. You, you can get charged for this, row. So why aren't they getting charged? <laughs> they should be. I don't know if Santa Monica has the time to go one by one through all those counts and report them, and then I'll work for them and do it. I would <laughs> yeah. happily like. Yeah. You don't even have to pay me. Just tell me which one they are, and I'll I'll, I'll report them for you. <laughs> well, this should be our volunteer work, and I'd be down for it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? It's RoboCop, not RoboCop. For <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> Let's go. 
Woo! Oh, got another well, one. There. You're on a roll today. I know. As, <laughs> as, as good as that is, bro, I, I, I can no longer be friends with you. <laughs> That's okay. I understand. Uh, good. Anyways, to the meat and the potatoes, guys. God of War Ragnarok has officially gotten a November 9th, 2022 release date, as Christian alluded to before. That is the November game coming to PS5. Guys, how excited. Very. You know what? I was thinking about replaying God of War 2018. I'm not going to, but I will oh. watch I will watch a YouTube story recap. That game is too long. You know? It's a long it's game. So but it's a great game, and I'm very excited. Like, I joked earlier about Dan winning, um, being upset that Dan will probably win uh, <laughs> our fantasy draft. But at this point, with this game actually releasing, I don't care. Honestly, <laughs> because we're, that means we're getting God of War. And, like, I think a fall release is, is perfect. I think losing myself in a, in a big... Sony AAA game is I'm I'm ready for that again, and I'm gonna do it with the Tlu remake in September, and I'll do it again in the fall with God of War, and like it's it's gonna be a great game, and I can't wait to have conversations at the end of the year with you know what is your game of the year, you know having games like Elden Ring, uh, and then God of War talked about like yeah I'm I'm excited I can't wait, and what excites me the most is how little of it we've actually seen like the release date trailer that and I'm sorry to take your next kind of story beat here is that they dropped this with a cg trailer not even like gameplay or anything substantial it's just a blog post and here's a cg trailer that we're going to play for like commercials or youtube ads and like i'm down for that like i want to know as little about this game as possible and we're going to get more i'm sure like sometime in the fall early fall and we'll and that'll be cool but for now i think this is enough this is enough to start the the hype train so to speak the ramp up of excitement and advertisement for later in the fall i can't wait yeah, absolutely it's it's funny because like most of the time i'll be upset that we just got a cgi trailer for an upcoming game but like when it's an established thing like we know where we're getting out of this i feel like it's it's okay and, and i was had a great time watching that trailer the wolf at the end spooky spooky wolf um but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so excited yeah I'm, I'm i'm just happy that this game is coming to ps4 as well i'll actually be able to play it. um but yeah i'm so excited i love god of war 2018 can't wait to see Atreus all grown up. See what that dynamic is like. Hell yeah. I'm yeah, excited. yeah. Yeah, I think... Dan, uh, are you excited? Yes, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, as I've talked about before, I really love 2018 God of War. It just took me a long time to beat it because of the circumstances around its release. But uh, yeah, I very much enjoyed it. I can't wait to uh, check this out, of course, for my fantasy critic as well. But yeah, you guys are all spot on. The CG trailer... It, Makes total sense uh, for marketing hype. They're going to use that a ton over the next several months. Um, and also maybe we'll get a September state of play that will include more gameplay or, you know, because I think they've done September state of plays in the past, right? Is that right, Christian? I mean, that sounds right, but it's hmm. never been anything like... The last one I remember being that was like a dedicated one was for The Last of Us 2, and that happened late summer. I think it was like a July or August I thought they had one a few years ago, or maybe two years ago, that announced like Hogwarts Legacy and all those other weird games. Oh, that was very recent too. Maybe no, you're right. I forgot about that one. I also didn't watch that one, so right. Uh, So, uh, the last dedicated state of play that's not Hogwarts was yeah, The Last of Us Part Two, and that happened in in late May of 2020. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, uh, looks very good. Uh, we also got some collector's edition details as well as the standard edition. So, of course, the standard edition comes with the full game uh, for either PS4 or PS5. 
you buy it on PS4, like you are row, you can upgrade to the PS5 version for $10, which still not crazy about that, but whatever. It's whatever. They've talked about it in the past, so <laughs> whatever. Uh, God of War Ragnarok Digital Deluxe Edition, uh, which includes some digital content, including Kratos Darkdale armor, uh, Atreus Darkdale attire, Darkdale blades, Darkdale axe grip, uh, Ragnarok's uh, official digital soundtrack, uh, Dark Horse digital mini art book, which that's pretty cool. Uh, Avatar set and a PS4 theme. So, Ro, you get something that PS5 owners don't get. Nice. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, also a collector's edition of the game, which includes a printed voucher code for the full God of War Ragnarok game, of course. Um, so it's going to be a digital edition. Uh, a, steelbook di- a steelbook display case. Uh, two-inch veneer. So funny. Twins <laughs> carvings, uh, dwarven dice set, and a 16-inch Mjolnir replica, which that looks sick, uh, as well as it includes all the things that I just previously uh, talked about with the standard edition, or the deluxe edition, I mean. Uh, and then we have the Jotnar edition, which is including... Did printed- you say Jotnar? This guy. <laughs> I, I don't know. What is, Yo- it? Okay. what is it? Jotnar. Jotnar. Sorry, it's, I apologize. It's like Jotnar. It's Nordic. Sorry, it's not Nordic. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm sorry. I apologize. Jotnar edition. Uh, <laughs> it comes with a printed voucher <laughs> code for the game, a uh, seven inch vinyl record with music by Bear McCreary. <laughs> Uh, the Falcon, Bear, and Wolf pin set, the legendary Drop Near Ring, Brock's dice set, uh, Yag, oh shoot, Yggdrasil cloth mat. <laughs> Hell yeah! I screwed that up badly. A steelbook display. Good to me. A steelbook display case, two-inch veneer twins carvings, and a sixteen-inch Mjolnir replica. Of course, again, uh, and it includes all the deluxe edition content as well. Uh. All of this looks amazing. Guys, which one are you guys going for and why? This, the digital copy only because I have <laughs> the PS5 and I'm not paying more than $70 for junk that I'm not going to keep in my house. Then we have a conversation about how the new mode for PlayStation games is that uh, they will sell you these things and not include the game at all. Oh. So you have to buy the game. Yeah. yeah, you have to download the game, which for physical collectors is like when you have all this physical swag that like obviously looks very cool. I think all this, the vinyl is incredible. The Mjolnir is really cool. The, the, and I like the dice and the, the pins as well. Like, I'm not going to talk shit like this stuff. It's a really cool, um, these are really cool additions. It sucks that when you have the, spend all this money for physical stuff, you don't also get the game. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. Why? I don't get it. You mean the physical, <laughs> I don't get it. You mean the physical disc, you mean? Uh, sorry, yes. Okay. You don't get the disc. You, you, get you the do get the game. Card. You don't yeah. get the disc. Yeah. You get the box with the, a slip inside. Yeah. Eventually, we'll just be buying the slip on the store. <laughs> like, soon they'll just not give us the box. Slowly. slowly I think they happen at GameStop for other games that you would buy the slip and it has a code and you would buy. Bro, which one? Are I don't you like it. This? I'm also just getting the digital <laughs> yeah. digital download. I, I'm complaining Ooh. right now about <laughs> about not getting the disc, but I'm not going to be getting the disc either. But I mean, if if you are getting a collection, you should get the disc. Like, yeah, you should. But um, yeah, I'm probably just going to get the downloaded on the the day before and watch yeah, it. Standard <laughs> edition, baby. Watch watch it download uh, at midnight and and pop 
uh, pop it in on, you know, early in the morning, grab a little root beer and binge it. Hell yeah. So you guys are. Gonna... Which one are you going to get, Dan? Or are oh, you rich man like... Daniel yeah. and all this money. No, no, no. You guys are going to hate what I'm about to say, but. I'm going to buy all three of them. I... No, no, no. I'm part of the reason why these game developers and publishers have gotten rid of the disc version because there was a really weird period at the beginning of the Xbox One PS4 generation where all I wanted was digital edition everything. I didn't want disc anymore. I, I was stopping going to GameStop. I'm like, I just want digital everything. And these companies kept making collector's editions with discs in them. I'm like, I want the collector's edition, but I want the digital version of the game. I don't want the disc. I don't want it. Stop giving it to me. So then companies started doing like Ubisoft started selling the collector's editions and then you bought the game digitally from the store and then people started selling the collector's editions with a digital copy in the, the thing so I'm like yes this is exactly what I wanted so yes this is exactly the type like, of thing that I like I don't get it back then but I get it now because yeah there's only there's the, the discless versions of these consoles now with PS5 and stuff like that so you don't know what That's when true. you're ordering it you don't know what that customer has so just give them the digital version but i think there should be the option but yeah. at the same time <laughs> yeah. i know it's not one-to-one -one, but i'm gonna pull a story yeah. that we didn't also talk about except i forgot to mention it as well uh like the matrix awakens unreal engine demo that's getting delisted from 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 the sony platform not to say the god of war will eventually eventually get delisted because like it's a first party game but like you never know what backwards never know. compatibility anymore like i can't play ps3 games on my ps5 you know like on ps7 what if i want to what if i want to play ragnarok <laughs> that that's anyway that's actually a fair point like even if the game is backwards compatible christian as i discovered a few months ago all of my games are attached to my microsoft account if i lose my yeah. microsoft account i can't play any of the games that i own so exactly that's that is a very good point like that that's totally an issue um so yeah i don't know um but yeah i I'm still like trying to hold myself back from getting the collector's edition of Ragnarok because I really want I, it. Is it not already sold out? Uh, it, already sold out. it hasn't gone on sold, sale yet. It goes on sale, I think, the 17th? Whatever. July 15th. I'm sorry. July 15th at 10 a.m. local time. So um, 10 a.m. all around the just, world. Just do your rich man thing and just get it. You know, For whatever. Sure. I ain't rich, son. Like, I ain't rich, but look at Done. all. Done. He just stunned me. Did you hear this? <laughs> wow. At least it wasn't boy or anything. Just wait. That would have that would have been fitting. Just wait that for a, been fitting, yes. Just yeah, wait for, for a time when. Well, I don't want to spoil it for the audience, but people may see like all the things that I have in my house at one time yes. in the future. Like if they see that, they'll be like, "What the fuck." You spent all We've this. seen the, the the Assassin's Creed statue. Oh yeah, the Assassin's yeah. Creed wall right over there. I'll let you guys Heck see. Yeah. People at home can't see, but whatever. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, but there's more more than that in this house that you guys. Damn. So, anywho, anything uh, else? Guys? No. Uh, Sorry. Yes. Yes. Thousand percent. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, spoilers for God of War 2018, and in the collector's edition details, you you'll know this as well. Uh, we got the Blades of Chaos, which is an incredible scene. Very cool yes. scene. Um, here we have Mjolnir in, in, the, in the later editions, right? You get a Mjolnir set. And I know it's Thor's hammer, but it's God of War. Uh, we kill gods. Yep. So when we uh, eventually kill Thor... That's our hammer, hammer now. It's going to be our <laughs> hammer. 
Yeah. <laughs> we are going to be wielding Mjolnir in in Lower Ragnarok. Like, there's no way that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and if it and if not for like the whole game, maybe just like a, another Blades of Chaos sort of scene where it happens for a little bit and you get to enjoy it, and then for the la- later part of the game you have it. But yeah, man, that's going to be so fun. Dude, 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 dude. <laughs> um, remember how how good it felt to throw your axe and then it comes back to you and like the controller felt heavy, like mm-hmm. you know it felt like a axe is actually catching in your hands. You know how good it's going to feel with the haptic feedback. Well, no, the oh, triggers. I, I, I don't. But... <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> But yeah, I can imagine. Dan, you know how good it's gonna feel with Yeah, that that that's gonna be really cool. I'm very excited for that. I have some news to share. Oh. And and I was gonna save it until it actually happened, but I'm gonna I'm gonna share it now. I've decided that I'm gonna buy the Sony H9 headphones for the PS5. I can hmm. give I can give a little mini review for podcast PXN. Oh yes. Yeah. Excited. Excited for the rich man, and we're excited for Ragnarok. All right, in between my hospital bills and my whatever, you know, whatever. Just kidding. Go enjoy your air conditioning. Just kidding. All right. Well, thank you to everyone joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Gage, even though you're not here. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. White bread. See ya.